Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Halloween. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. This is, this is our second Halloween as a, it is. as a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we ever dress up? You know what? My daughter asked me that. She's like, are you dressing up? I'm like, no. no. And she's like, but why? It's we don't know. Halloween. We I, just yeah. never know. considered it, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's something we need to plan next year, I yeah, guess. I'm, maybe... Uh, Maybe COVID killed that last year because that could be yeah because COVID ruined everything last right, year. Yeah, so let's blame like, it on COVID. Yeah, I'm we'll just blame it on COVID, yeah, and then yeah. this year COVID's still around. So yeah, right, right. Happy Halloween, everybody! This is my kids' favorite holiday because Mine too. they like to dress up and do crazy stuff. Even yeah. though one's eleven and one's thirteen, they still yeah. they still love That's doing awesome. it. So so I'll let them do it as long as they can. Absolutely. They, I always hear posts like, "If a teenager come to your door, don't." Like yeah. turn them away because I was like, who the hell would turn away I, a teenager? Yeah, I know. If they're dressed up, heck yeah. You even know? if they're not, even if they're walking oh, yeah. with their friends right. that are dressed yeah. up, I'd be like, yeah, you know yeah. what? You came out, so Absolutely. you're actually in, out of your house, not sitting here on your right. phone. So. Yeah, or at a party somewhere, and yeah. Yeah. have some candy. Absolutely, have some candy. I Enjoy trick or treated till my 18 was my last time. Yeah, I really. Yeah, so I was dressed as a witch. Really? And then, yeah, I had cool. a nice dress and everything. Nice. Cross-dressed, <laughs> cross-dressed but I before did. it was cool. I did. That's cool. I, I didn't really do a lot of trick-or-treating when I was a kid because no? it was against my re- family's religion oh, or something okay. for a long time. Sure. So now they send Halloween candy to my kids, so it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> You're just a little too late. Yes, I guess. <laughs> well, that's all right. So... To each their own, but I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to let my kids enjoy it. Absolutely. Which makes me enjoy it all the more. So. Absolutely. Did you carve any pumpkins this weekend? You said yeah, yeah. To. Last night we did. So it was, uh, yeah, we, you know, my, my son, he's just like, oh, I just want to, you know, do a like couple eyes and nose. I don't care. And, and yeah. Allie's like, 
Dad, I want Frankenstein. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, what are we supposed <laughs> to do with that? I know. I'm like, and then she has a, pulls out this book of design. She's like, can you do this face? And so, like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying and, you know, do the, yeah. the little thing and everything. And it was really complicated. And it was, like, a lot of pressure. <laughs> I did a hand-drawn slash jack-o'-lantern probably five or six years oh, ago. And nice. it turned out really good. And yeah. I was surprised it turned out that good because... I was just like, I want to do something. I was like really big into Slash then, yeah. which I still am, but yeah. I was oh, yeah. on slash a Slash rocks. kick. So I was like, I'm going to do a Slash jack-o'-lantern. I wish I had the picture here. I could pop up, but yeah. I'd have to go back and look for it through you have Facebook. To send, so it, send it over to me sometime. I will. It turned out really good. And um, the kids have done some crazy ones before. This year, they kind of went simpler. Yeah. Uh, I think the Gavin's was the most difficult. He did like the scream face. But, oh, yeah, I saw that. And it's still, cool. I mean, it wasn't that difficult, but yeah. that's as much as it got this year. So yeah. I like to do them, but I do too. It's, it's fun. It's fun, but it's a pain in the ass too. Yeah. So, yeah, we did it and we had, uh, you know, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown on. That's nice. one of my favorites. So. Nice. Well, let's get into the, this is the weekend wrap up. We forgot to mention that part. Yes. This is the Halloween weekend wrap up. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of like, it's going to be a little bit spookier than normal. Uh, I don't know about that. We got the same, the same uh, ghoulish characters, yes. yes, as all year round. So yeah. um, there's really nothing that different yeah. about it. They're they're just doing the same yes. shit that they no, always yeah. do. Lot, lots of zombies. Yes, <laughs> like Nancy Pelosi. Yes. She's yeah. literally a, a zombie yeah. now. Um, Blood sucking government. Well, <laughs> there's that um, that Halloween character that you find at the stores that's holding like the candy basket that looks exactly like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I know you've seen those yeah. those Facebook posts, but. So he is literally a Halloween character. <laughs> so let's get into. Let's start with some Halloween news, though. I'm we got. I mean, it's it is Halloween, so we got to start with some Halloween yes. news. This is from Axios.com. Before we do, obviously, we got to mention our coffee fix of freedom. Of course, we got on Halloween. We forgot the coffee, so yeah, we got to mention. We can't forget to mention the show. Once again, is brought to you by Run Your Mouth Coffee, delicious, freedom loving uh, coffee. America. Yeah. Just like Halloween. Just like Halloween. Is Halloween American? I don't think Halloween's Not originally, but or you know, I think American. I think America like perfected it because I don't think I don't well, know if they uh, trick or treat in any America other country. America commercialized it just like oh, every well, other course, holiday. Because that's America's specialty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you like uh, the freedom to commercialize any uh, religious holiday, <laughs> then you'll also enjoy yes. on your mouth coffee. <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't know. <laughs> America. Coffee yes. and, and co-opting religious holidays. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Go to rymcoffee.com to drink coffee. <laughs> That's delicious and to support your your abilities and freedoms to celebrate or not celebrate in the way you wish to and support your uh, freedoms to wear awesome costumes, I guess. Yes, wear awesome costumes, scare I mean, people. I mean, do you think get, get candy? Do you think in communist Russia they were allowed to wear costumes for co for Halloween? No. No, probably not. No, uh, definitely they, obviously yeah. not. They have to be able to see your face. Could you imagine somebody like being like, I'm going to go as Vladimir Putin and like oh, walk around without a shirt and, yeah, and, and he, he like disappears. He would disappear <laughs> for sure. I don't know. I don't know how to tie this coffee to to, to Halloween, but it, no. it's Halloween. You it, should be it's drinking candy coffee. for adults. Well, it is. I mean, <laughs> it is true. And I mean, it's like coffee weather outside. The fall it, oh, is like yeah. fall is like coffee oh, weather. Yeah. This is like prime coffee. Yes, I mean you can. It's that perfect temperature where you can put on a sweater, sit outside, and be drinking hot cup of coffee. And didn't you say they came out with a pumpkin? 
yes. version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pumpkin I, spice version. I think we were talking shit. We're like, yeah. they need to come out with a pumpkin spice version. And then like two weeks later, you're yeah, like, they, they came out with a pumpkin spice, spice version. <laughs> so there you go. It's fall. It's yeah. Halloween time. They have a pumpkin spice version. You can be a basic white girl. Put on your Uggs. Put on your freaking cardigan and sit out on the porch and drink pumpkin spice coffee Absolutely. from Run Your Mouth Coffee in the fall time because there it's you go. perfect. And it's your freedom to do that. It is your freedom to be, be a, a basic, basic white, white girl. <laughs> and Run Your Mouth Coffee supports your decision to be a, a basic, basic white, white girl. girl. <laughs> drink Run Run Your Mouth Coffee. RYMCoffee.com. Tell them we sent you with the promo code. Break the bell. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. We. <laughs> I, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. And in the comments, uh, if if you do order that pumpkin spice coffee, tell them I am a basic white girl. If there's like that <laughs> comment, so usually can put like um, special notes yeah. in the in an order. Yeah. Put in there, I'm a basic white girl, yes. because that would they need be to have like a us. basic white girl package where you get your pumpkin spice, your Uggs. Dude, we could come up, you know those like uh, in the mail boxes, those yeah. kits. Yeah, dude, we could come up with like a basic white girl. Box kit, absolutely, and we could sell the shit out of I, it. I got my monthly White gentlemen's claws. club thing. Yeah, yeah. White claws, pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, Uggs. That's yes. going to be an expensive box. Yeah, Uggs are like one hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. The, what's the um, uh, the special water bottles? Oh uh, shit! What's that called? I don't remember. My kids know, but yeah. I don't remember. Um, yeah, the water bottle. Yeah, the white girl this, water yeah, bottle. Yeah, the white girl water bottle. <laughs> there you go. RunYourMouthCoffee.com or RYMCoffee.com. Yes, and you'll get a full season of like Go More Girls, or isn't that like a? <laughs> I don't think that's a thing no. anymore. I think One that, Tree Hill. I think that was over a long time okay. ago. All right, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not up on my basic white girl TV. Let's get into this <laughs> Halloween story here from Axios.com. This is titled "America's Second COVID Halloween is Looking a Lot More Normal." That's good. It is, but yeah. why do we got to tie COVID even I, into I, the? Everything is like without mentioning pre-COVID and yeah. post. It's not even post-COVID anymore. It's. Do you know anybody who's like, well, we're not, we're not trick or treating because of COVID. I don't know any. To be my, honest, my, my dad, unfortunately, my dad uh, yeah. used to be that house that gave out full-size candy yeah. bars, and he told me this year they're not doing trick or treating. Oh, that's that. sad. I was disappointed. That's very disappointing. And then the the news, the radio station we were listening, we were listening to one of the rock stations, and they're like. Make sure when you're trick or treating, you wear your mask and social distance. And there's going to be plenty of masks. Out I know there. it's like you don't need extra masks. Yes. So let's get into this story. Let me pull this article up. Oh, that was fan. Did you see? I that? saw that. That was sweet. I got to pull this up for people to see. That's not the right one. There it is. Look at this. Look at this graphic. COVID. Pumpkin. pumpkin. That I love how they tie that together. And then back to coat. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, like wanna... somebody sat down and actually. Yes, animated a COVID no. turning into a pumpkin. That that would be someone should go to Halloween party dressed as a COVID molecule thing. I don't mm-hmm. think you're allowed to do that. No, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get into. Okay, okay. There's all, every is that politically incorrect? It might scare somebody. I think so. There's always a list of things that you're not yeah. allowed to do every year. So we got to talk about yeah. that. But first, I want to talk about this second COVID era Halloween. <laughs> is what they're calling it. second COVID era. So dramatic. It's not post COVID. This is COVID era. The second. CE COVID oh my era gosh, Halloween. They acronymed it? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I am saying that's <laughs> okay. what it's going to become. The second COVID era Halloween is upon us, but the festivities look set to be much closer to business as usual across much of America after 2020's disruption. That's because everybody's sick of this bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's done with it. Yeah. We're ready to just move on. Even Bill Maher came out this week and was like, 
take off your damn mask. This yeah. is over. Right. We're done with this shit. Let's be done. Good. So, Good for him. Yeah. And he's typically, yeah. left, he's pretty left-leaning, he's pretty too. Left. He says, why it matters. While the holiday is coming just before kids are set to be vaccinated. Ugh. I like how they threw that in I there. Know. Trick-or-treaters look set to be out in almost full force. <laughs> State of play. Our Axios local reporters in 14 cities across America asked their readers if Halloween would look any different for them or their families this year and got mostly crickets. <laughs> the vast majority of those who did not respond said, or who did respond, I was going to say, if they didn't respond, yeah, how right. did they say How so? do they know? vast majority of those who did respond said that they were looking forward to getting back to normal with their kids after last year's weirdness. I went out, I was oh, out yeah, trick-or-treating last yeah. year. I didn't care at all. No, me neither. The weird thing, the only weirdness I saw last year was how bizarre people that did hand out candy treated it. Right. Yeah. And I think they're going to talk about it here. The the shoots, the candy shoots. Yeah, I didn't see anybody with shoots. Oh, I did. Really? I, I saw several of them. Okay. The problem this is, how fucking selfish is a candy shoot? Yeah. Because you right. touch your germs all over right. the candy. I know. Send it down. Send it down a shoot. Yeah. But you put the shoot in, obviously, so the kid doesn't infect you. But right. you just, like, slobbered all over it, probably picked your nose, <laughs> rubbed it in your armpit or whatever. Yeah. And then you send it down the shoot. Yeah. And then that kid is all infected with your crap. Right. But don't worry. I'm yeah. not infected. I, I'm, in, I'm protected from your crap. Right. So how, that's just pure selfishness, yeah. This the, the shoots. And they, they say... The people that are out without masks are selfish, but the people right. that are sending their dirty, nasty yeah. candy, which I'm fine with it, I to was be honest. Say, that's but, why you go trick-or-treat. Yeah, but, but still, just the concept of it, it was yeah. bizarre. The, the most bizarre thing I saw last year out trick-or-treating was a woman opened her solid wood door, or like the main door, and she didn't have a screen door. She had one of those fancy doors with the bars, the metal bars. Yeah. And she reached through the metal I bar you about that. Yeah. to hand the candy to the kids. Yeah. Like those metal <laughs> bars were going to fucking stop the virus <laughs> right. yeah. from getting to her. Yeah. To, yeah, to infect her. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't, don't pass my metal bars because I don't want the COVID. Yeah. The, the metal gate here will stop the virus. It's like, I don't know what that accent came from. That was <laughs> I don't know either. That was... Um, what even is that? I, I, it's like Brooklyn it, like, or something. Yeah, a little like little Bernie Sanders ish. Uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a Jewish woman. That's what it was. <laughs> sorry, sorry if that offends you. I didn't. I don't even know where that came from. I didn't even know I had that in an, me. You have an inner Jewish woman inside you. <laughs> oh, I could go on, but I'm not going to. So the woman is so delusional behind her metal bars. That she thought it was going to somehow protect her from this yeah. virus, it's, it it it's insane to me. You no, know, like but, people's mindsets yeah. are insane but to me. That's the level of ignorance that's out there regarding this. Though. Yeah, you know, it's like oh oh yeah, just uh, anything that can uh, get between us. Like this microphone will keep. Yeah, right. Transmission yeah. between. Yeah. So I better hide behind this. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah. So let's move on. Let's keep going with this. It says. Uh, Worth noting, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has encouraged families to celebrate the holiday, albeit in smaller outdoor settings. In Des Moines, or it says, Des Moines didn't see any holiday-specific press conferences by a city or county leaders. Last year, they saw the mayor and local health officials urge families to avoid festivities, if at all possible. So that's the difference in Des Moines. They just didn't come out and say shit. Yeah. So why what? why aren't they taking why isn't the government taking responsibility and coming out and saying 
yeah, to avoid absolutely. festivities. Which, you know, in, in Des Moines, they don't trick-or-treat on Halloween night. I think I did know that. I, I just found that out today. They do this beggar's night thing, yeah. which is the day before. I think, because we lived in Ankeny, and oh, I okay. think I remember That's that. so weird. My kid was only like one at the time, but I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's weird. It says, by the numbers, some Axios local cities surveyed their readership to get a better eye on Halloween Halloween trends. Good. In Charlotte, of the 277 readers who responded, 65% said their Halloween was back to normal. Only 9% said they'd be utilizing candy shoots <laughs> or some form of social distancing mechanism, while 26% said they'd be doing a little of both. How do you how do, do, you do, do uh, how do you get back to normal and use these mechanisms yeah uh, there's there's one or there's the other there's either normal or there's abnormal there's no a little bit of right. both yeah like you can say well we're mostly back to normal yeah. but you can't say yeah we're back to normal but we're uh, not back yeah. to normal but we're using shoots yeah that's not normal no that is bizarre yeah normal people don't do shoots. yes in northwest arkansas only nine percent of the 80 readers who responded said they'd avoid outdoor events like trick-or-treating one thing that'll still be a little different, Halloween parties. Readers in both areas express some r- reticence about big indoor gatherings. Hmm. I don't care. There was a lot of... There's been more Halloween parties I've seen advertised this year than I've seen any other Good. year in Cedar Rapids. Did they do the Haunted Ball this year? They did. Yeah, and it was sold out. Sucks we missed it. I know. That was fun two years ago. It, it was is what they're saying. Florida politics editor Peter Schorce, known for massive Halloween displays at his St. Petersburg house, said he thinks people are ready to let loose in Tampa Bay. Sure. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Says you're going to see a little bit of euphoric hot vac summer <laughs> we didn't have come out over the holidays. Did you say hot vac summer? Yes. You are going to see a little bit of the euphoric hot vac summer we didn't have come out over the holidays. Maybe that's like a, an old person thing. Ian's like, hey, let's let's go have hot backs. <laughs> I don't know what this is. We needed that release. <laughs> there are a lot more there are a lot more early decorations this year. There will be a little bit more release this Halloween. <laughs> Stop talking about your hot vac summer and your early release. Stop it. Are you not here? Do you not listen to your even the per, the editor writing it? I know. Why are you writing this? I'd be sitting there listening, like I know. Could you could could you repeat that? Oh, what early? What? Oh, early release. Is there something you can do about that? Is there is there a pill for that? The bottom line: even as things start to feel normal on All Hallows' Eve again, the pandemic is still here to disrupt some time-honored traditions, as exemplified by one pair of readers in the Twin Cities. Last year, Rose and Gary Allen kept their lights off and got no trick-or-treaters at their St. Paul home. That's because you're your bitches. Your lights were off. And you're bitches. Yes. This time, they're prepared for lots of kids. Good. That's the difference? Well, you, you turn off your lights, no one's going to come oh, to yeah. your house. But one element of their... Typical celebration remains on pause. We will not be serving their parents a shot of apple schnapps, as been our tradition for the past 20 years. We hope to revive that treat next year if we can safely be unmasked. Most parents don't do that. Or most people don't. I, I wish they did. Well, it's this couple here is yeah, saying that. Rose and Gary. Yeah, last year, for the first time, they turned off their lights. This year, they're turning them back on, but they're not handing out apple yeah. schnapps. Hot apple schnapps. Oh, my gosh. 
Why is that not a thing? Why why do you not kids get candy, parents get a Seriously. shot? Seriously. Except if they did a every house, man. <laughs> be, be the fall. kids would have to be babysitting the yes. parents. But they won't do the shots because you gotta pull down your mask to throw oh, back yeah, the shot. There you go. I mean you could get those little like plastic cups. Yeah. With like the little lids, right. like yeah, disposable yeah. shot glasses. Yeah, I see them all the time. Or the Jello uh, shot yeah. glasses. Yeah, hand those out. The people can say, "Hey, don't do these on yeah. my property." They walk away and throw back the shot. Yeah, there we, are ways around. This. There is, yeah, yeah. They figured out how to do a freaking candy shoot. You can't tell me they can't figure out a yeah. way to give parents their a shots. Shot. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. It is. It's just is lack of ingenuity. The fact that we didn't know this was a thing is bullshit too. <laughs> no doubt. So that's it for that one. And I do got another, obviously, I, I mentioned uh, yes, the, the, the list annual of, list of costumes that were not yes, allowed. And some of these are, are, are pretty risque, like not ones I would think would be on like, there. Do you really have to put this on a list? That kind of thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> costumes can elicit trauma. Michigan State University warns students about Halloween. Hmm. Trump, but really, trauma? <laughs> trauma? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are so loosely defining violence and trauma yeah. and things these days. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's like, is somebody going to see your Halloween costume and get PTSD? Possibly, yes. I, I don't I'm know. not saying like it's going to like st- like trigger their PTSD. I'm saying cause. your costume will yeah. cause me to right. have PTSD on down the road. Yeah, that's what trauma is. Yeah, I could see if somebody walked up and saw like if somebody was like attacked by a freaking grizzly bear six years ago and they saw a so bear, as a a, bear. <laughs> that might trigger their ptsd but nobody is going to be walking down the road and see a grizzly bear costume right. and, and get scared yeah and get ptsd yeah <laughs> you get where i'm going with this do, yes all right <laughs> costumes can uh, elicit trauma According to Michigan State University, warning students about Halloween like they haven't heard this every single fucking year. <laughs> uh, this is this is pissing me off today. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State University officials on Wednesday sent students an email about the upcoming Halloween weekend and the school's football game against University of Michigan. I mean, that's got to be a rival, right? Oh, it's a Michigan rival. State yeah, versus huge, University. Huge. Including at the bottom of the email, which was shared by the Daily Wire, was a reminder for the students to be mindful of what Halloween costumes they choose to wear. I'm asking you to think about this now. Before heading into the excitement of the weekend, make a plan. Be respectful, including being mindful of Halloween costumes that perpetuate stereotypes and cultural appropriation. See, I, I, can, I can see where they're going. Obviously, we've they've been talking about don't dress stereotypically, right. don't yeah. dress like an Indian, Native American, sorry, my bad, um, <laughs> or cultural appropriation, which I still find completely stupid. But again, trauma. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's those, reaching. Those it's aren't reaching. Even, yeah. And do what is best for you, your fellow Spartans in the East Lansing community. Read this article for more information about appropriate costumes, wrote Benny Gore, Senior Vice President for Residential and Hospitality Services and Auxiliary Enterprises. That's quite a name. Yes. The included article mentions visible and invisible identities having concerns about Halloween costumes. I have no freaking clue what check, visible... Check your invisible identity you got. Yes. Check it at the door. I, I, I don't know. 
we got to we got to obviously be sensitive about yes. visible and invisible identities. Absolutely. I'm always conscious. Well, most think of Halloween as a time to dress in costume and celebrate all things spooky, it also can become a breeding ground for racist, sexist, culturally insensitive, and biased behaviors. Halloween can be an opportunity to create, creatively dress and decorate, but experts say it's important to consider how costumes that portray specific groups of people in demeaning ways as criminals, hypersexualized, and or grotesque caricatures can perpetuate harmful stereotypes. So... Is let let's take the caricatures. Let's take the stereotypes out. The hypersexualized one. Yes, the the girl in the uh, sexy nurse outfit. Is that hypersexualizing nurses or just yourself? Just yourself, because if you want to be a slutty nurse, is that saying all nurses are slutty? No, no, no. no. What? So unfortunately, how, they're not. If a like. If a female wants to dress up as a hypersexualized nun or nurse, yeah, I mean that is no way like stereotyping nuns, nurses. No. It's no way yeah. um, demeaning yeah. nuns or nurses. It is doing what you want for yeah. your own body, right. for your person. Yes. yes, yeah. And I mean, there's on one hand they say don't slut shame people, but then on the other hand they say if you dress up as a slutty nurse, you're hypersexualizing nurses, right. and isn't that kind of the same as slut shaming? Exactly. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, and what nurse is going to see somebody dressed as a sexy nurse and be like, "Excuse me, uh, that's not accurate." That's not at all yeah, what I don't I am like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. And real quick, it, I, apparently, invisible identities mean that disclosure can sometimes be optional. So it may not appear that somebody is something like, um, like Elizabeth Warren. Yes, yes. It may not appear that she is indigenous people. <laughs> but on the inside, she is. Yes, yes. And so you have to be sensitive to that invisible identity she holds. Understood. Yes. So kind if you, you were to go to a party dressed like Geronimo, she might see that and be triggered. Oh, okay. Because of her invisible made-up <laughs> yes, identity. Yes, The article then quotes Dennis Martell, MSU's director of health promotion, who claimed misrepresentation and an act to dehumanize others have long been a way for certain groups to exercise racial superiority. They don't do that on Halloween. That's not for racial superiority. I I understand, like, the blackface and all all that bullshit. Right. But some of this stuff, it's not, hey, uh, we're racially superior to you. It's like, hey, that's kind of a cool costume. Yeah, like, what was it, last year or the year before, somebody was talking about how they had to talk their daughter down because their daughter wanted to go as Moana. Oh, yeah, we did do an article last year on this. And and she had to say, look, you're not being sensitive to... And she recreated the Moana costume, and it was just like a girl. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was just a... Oh, (laughs) she, like, put her in, like traditional Hawaiian stuff and yeah. like nothing Moana came out of this entire thing. Right. So yeah, it was ridiculous. The article also claimed costumes can elicit trauma if they poke fun at the experience of historical harm, bigotry <laughs> or displacement. I mean there I mean, when you read the examples here, I can understand this. But the examples, I'm like, who the fuck would ever wear that? They, they wouldn't come out and be like, you know, well don't go dressed as Jesus because you may be inflicting trauma on Christians. Yeah, I dressed as Jesus a couple of years ago. That's why I brought it up. I'm triggered. I was dressed as the whitest white Jesus you could possibly be. <laughs> we talked about that. You even popped up on Google Maps. I did. I did. The memory popped up the other day. I'm just like, hey, remember when I was like super white Jesus? <laughs> and then then 
my phone had to pop up Google Maps location that I was, and it showed a face <laughs> of Jesus, of my white Jesus. So we located on Google Maps my super white Jesus. It was very impressive. It was. <laughs> Dr. Genning L. Royal, or Janine L. Royal, MSU's Assistant Dean for Student Success Initiatives and Director of the Neighborhood Student Success Collaborative. Man, these people, people have, have some long, serious titles. put that on a business card. Said in the article that it is crucial to avoid costumes that mock or show insensitivities around traumatic experiences. MSU provided a list of some experiences that shouldn't be the basis for costumes. One is a pandemic victim. So no zombie costume. Is not zombieism a pandemic? Well, can't. What if I if I've had COVID and I walk outside, am I not dressed up as a panic uh, pandemic? That's victim? a good point. That's a good point. Yes, and no, no zombie cop. No, that'd be more like a vax. No, oh, that... a vax victim. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Blackface, obviously. Do you right. got to put blackface on there? Yeah. Holocaust victim. Have you ever, <laughs> in your forty plus years of being alive, seen somebody dressed up as? A Holocaust victim. No, no, that's not one that's crossed my uh, my radar. Like, how do you even dress up as a Holocaust yeah, victim? Yeah, <laughs> you got to get the striped pajamas. It takes a I guess a lot of lot of uh, months of prep to lose all that weight. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Cultural stereotypes. That's vague. Yeah. Body shaming and objectifying. If again, if you want to objectify your body, that's on right. you. Yeah. It's not a. You, I mean, you are the one object. I can't dress as something as body objectifying. Right. Yeah. Towards somebody else. I'm only objectifying my own body yeah. and that is my choice to objectify my body. Exactly. If I want to walk out in a freaking loincloth and objectify this fine body I have, right? That's only affecting me. It's not affecting yeah. like you think somebody like some former Tarzan man's like, "Hey, uh, I'm offended by that because I used to be a cave dweller." No. Exactly. That that, that loincloth isn't even accurate. <laughs> That's <laughs> That is not historically <laughs> accurate. They were much shorter. Islamophobia, transphobia. Can't you put Islamophobia in cultural stereotypes? I would say so. Yes, I, I think they're just they're they're reaching on that one. Transphobia. But you know, you always have the the guy who dresses like the the female or or yeah, you know. So you know, is that yeah, he's like that, you? you yeah, put, I, you wore a I, freaking yeah, niche I wore a dress. I was a yeah. So was I like culturally appropriating? Which is oh my gosh that reminds me so I, I was told Coralville uh, one of the teachers there you cannot dress up as a witch at school because you may be um, you may be like you may be offensive to Wiccans I can see that yes I can see that I just thought that was interesting that is interesting so can we risk insulting the Transylvanian population here right. in Iowa by by dressing up as vampires exactly like Count Dracula. Right. Sexual harassment. How do you dress as sexual harassment? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> that is true. Okay, I stand corrected. Mental illness. Michael Myers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? mental Serial illness killers. can yeah can cover a broad range of things. Yeah. Homelessness. We dressed Gavin when he was like four up as a bum, and he had a cardboard sign that said, "Please give me candy." I think that the obligatory hobo is in every kid's. Yeah, like, I mean, you got to. You got to. And national tragedies. How do you? I'm going to dress up as the Twin Towers this year. I was going to say it's going to happen. Maybe we're just way insensitive here. We, we probably are. Cultures are not costumes. Marginalized people carry the hardships coming with our identity every day of the calendar and cannot simply shed our identities after Halloween night. 
My peers should reflect on what a costume signifies and consists of to make wise decisions about dressing up. I think this, I mean, it's it's the obligatory post that every college has to send yeah, out right. every year, and yeah. they it just gets more ridiculous every year. Because, yeah. like like I said, who dresses a Holocaust victim? Yeah, right, right. But, you know, it, what it doesn't talk about, Nazi. You could dress as a Nazi. Oh, yeah, that's not in there. Yeah. we got to be able to do that. Right. So here's some of the four-question process to determine whether a costume is okay to wear. Okay. What does my wearing of this costume convey? <laughs> okay. I just want to wear a fucking costume. Dressing up, that's what it conveys. Yeah. Being a slutty nurse, that's what it conveys. <laughs> does the costume challenge or misrepresent my value system? <laughs> Might this co- every literally everything I, I put on as a costume a lot of times is to challenge yeah people's value systems absolutely that, put, that's what I think ruffle about feathers is yes how can I get someone to think about their own choices might this costume perpetuate harm or violence perpetuate harm or violence that a group has experienced or number four does this costume reference a certain culture or identity if so is it mine to claim hmm deep yes. Like for instance, I'm going to be a werewolf tonight, trick or treating. Now, does that is that harmful to wolves? Is that harmful to people that are hairy? Uh, well, you are a person of. <laughs> I, hair, I know. I told you if I really prepared, I wouldn't have shaved for like yes. two weeks, and I would I have been say, fine. You're a person of hairy origin, yes. so I think you're allowed okay. to do that. Okay. Because it says, if so, is it mine to claim? That is yours to claim. You're right. Okay. Except maybe not on top. But yeah, still. I know it's unfortunate. Still, you are like, like a genetic werewolf. I'm almost positive. That's true. So. <laughs> Like I said, I like to push the buttons. Not when I'm out with my kids, but when I go yeah. to like adult Halloween costume, or when I was on like part time on my brother's podcast. The whole month of October, every week we dressed up in a different costume. Mm-hmm. We were trying, and we didn't tell each other what we were going to be. We just come on and then like compare and see who pushed the buttons the hardest. <laughs> and let's see, some of the ones I we had like one one that he did. He painted his face white. All white, and just wrote in Sharpie black <laughs> on his face, <laughs> just to see how where the line was. Didn't that elicit some responses? I and think. like two years later, somebody yeah. went back who was pissed at him went back looking through all his episodes and found that one and found some of our other ones. He dressed up as Trump and he did painted his face completely orange with dyed his hair yellow and or sprayed it yellow or something or wore a wig. I don't remember. Um, let's see. I dressed up. My two best ones were. Uh, Jesus, white white Jesus, because I, I texted him, I was like, is there any lines here that we can't? And he's like, no, no. And that's when I came on as like full-blown white Jesus. Nice. It was it was really white, really <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so I was just like, I don't know, and I, you said it, nothing's, nothing's over the line, so right. here we are. And then the other one that I did was Colin Kaepernick, because nice. this was like three or four years ago during the whole Neil. Yeah. When that was at its height, like the flag kneeling stuff, when Colin Kaepernick was actually, people gave a shit about him. Yeah, and so I mean, I won't even. It was, it was, it was enough. <laughs> it, it was accurate. It was pretty accurate. Yeah, okay. except for this skin tone I got right, going right. on here. Yeah. So yeah, and that was another one that they had bitched about when oh, they okay. went back looking. They're like, this white guys dressed up as Colin Kaepernick. I thought it was a really good yeah. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> but I have a feeling it ruffled some feathers there, which is. What I was there to do. Right, exactly. You know, you did I was your there job. to do it. So, all that to say, I got a story about Colin Kaepernick. Really? I do. Wow. And this is the one I've been hiding from you. Okay. I Okay. 
wow. That so was let's a good move segue. away from good segue. Move away from Halloween. Okay, no more Halloween. I dressed up as Colin Kaepernick. Yes. And now I have this story. Okay. And it's going to make you love Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I'm sure. So, and so I don't know if you've seen on Netflix they have a Colin Kaepernick special. They've been having like I there's like a that. preview for it. I, okay. I haven't watched. I just seen I'm, I'm sure him and his hair um, on my Netflix screen and. My kids are like, is that his real hair? I'm like, yeah, it is. And they're like, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, I haven't had any desire to look into this because he's all about the attention, oh, getting attention. Yeah. And then I saw this article that says, Colin Kaepernick in his Netflix special likens the NFL process to slavery. Mm. Slavery. Like... It doesn't you know, going me. and making yeah. millions of dollars, oh, becoming yeah. a millionaire, yeah. becoming richer than anybody else in yeah. this country right. just for playing a fucking any sport. Any number of houses, any number of cars. I mean, yeah, the, the, the mother load. Slavery. Yeah. You know, wow. all, those, all those poor people that were thrown into this process and forced out of their, their poor lifestyles yeah. and thrown into these, to a different dragged country. into these mansions, yeah. uh, forced to have, like, Three yachts and six swimming pools. Yeah. Fucking slavery, man. It's horrible. Colin in black and white aims to show the former NFL quarterback's life from high school to his current work as an activist. Colin Kaepernick's Netflix special drew scrutiny this week as the former NFL quarterback who hasn't played a down of football compared to the NFL draft process and training camp compared the NFL draft process and training camp to slavery. Colin in black and white explored the former NFL star's life from high school to the events that supposedly led him to become an advocate for social justice. One clip that had gone viral on social media showed Kaepernick comparing the scrutiny players received from coaches to that of slavers. You ready? You ready for this? Hold on. You got to take a minute? All right, go ahead. Where are these Halloween shots that we've been <laughs> I know, about? right? What they don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic. You're making fucking millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. And you don't have to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you only have to do it for, if you do do it, you're only doing it for maybe 10 years at the yeah, most. Yeah, unless you're like Tom Brady right. or somebody like but that. That's his choice. Kaepernick says, while walking through a staged NFL practice field, before they put you on the field, teams poke, prod, and examine you, searching for any defect that might affect your performance. You know who else does that? Every fucking job. Yeah. Because you got to go take a, a physical, get poked and prodded for yeah. any physical job. Yeah. The military, you got to... you know how many times I've been poked and prodded for yeah. any defect that might affect my performance? Right. Yeah. And I don't get millions of dollars for doing it either. Right. <laughs> he, God, he's, he's so out of touch with reality. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, I don't even know how black people can listen to this and be like, you know, he's right. No, like, I, I feel like every black person's going to hear this and be like, are you fucking kidding me? I would think so, yeah. I want to hear, um, what are the twin, the Hodge twins? Oh, yeah. Those yeah. super conservative Trump supporting yeah. African American people that, like, hate this shit. Yeah. I want to hear their take on this. Right. I'm not going to watch the video because I don't want to. It says, no boundary respect, Kaepernick, is, is what he says. It says, no dignity left intact. Kaepernick said, who earned over $40 million during his time in the NFL? Jeez. That sounds like pure slavery. Yeah. 
a line of a line of actors playing NFL prospects, all of them black, then walked by Kaepernick before morphing into slaves at an auction with shackles on while white slave owners bid on them. Dude, they do the same shit with the white NFL players. Right. Latino, the freaking Mexicans. uh, South Pacific. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. All the players go through the same process. And it. Yeah. It's not. It's what you do to get into professional sports. Yes. Or any sport. Yeah. I mean, they do it in high school sports. They they check you over for all of their defects and stuff to make sure you're not hurt or anything. They try to keep you in tip top shape so you can win championships and stuff. Yeah. At one point, the owner starts whipping the players as Kaepernick attempts to make the comparison between the abuse slaves suffer in the United States and the NFL combines process that determines which players (laughs) are drafted into the league. He is fucking clueless. Kaepernick and his series drew strong criticism on Twitter after the clip made its way across social media. Gee, I I wonder why. (laughs) So Clay Travis says, Colin Kaepernick compares the NFL combination which allows all players of all races a voluntary chance to become multimillionaires to slavery. Anyone still defending this imbecile lacks a functional brain. Do you know what else is ironic about this? After experiencing this, how many years was he in? Oh, maybe three or four. I don't know, not long. Maybe four or five years tops. After experiencing this oppressive, like, Modern-day slavery. Yeah. What's he been doing for the last four years? Trying to get back in. Trying to get back into <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. He has gone to these poke and prod sessions that he's, like, speaking out against. Yeah. And trying to get d- redrafted. Yeah. He's putting himself back in that because he six wants years. back in this. Six years. Six years. And he's been out how many years? He got out in, what, 2018? Uh, 2016. 16. So five years now. Yeah. He's been putting him back Trying to get back into that process, yeah. that draft process, yeah, putting him back under the ownership. And of if these somebody, slave- if somebody offered him the right amount of money, he would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely, yeah. He just thinks he's worth fucking more than he is. Yeah, right. And because he's not getting that, that's the problem. He's not getting that offer that yeah. he thinks he's worth. So now all of a sudden the process, oh, it's just slave drivers, right. slave yeah. owners. Yeah, right. It's like there's so many other things in the fucking country that you should be focusing your time right. yeah. and concerns on. And this is the thing you chose? Yeah. Is this this opportunity to make millions of dollars, to pull yourself yeah. out of whatever shit you came from, right. make millions of dollars, but comparing that to slave yeah. slave driving? And then he gets millions of dollars, makes a big deal about, you know, kneeling, whatever. But he has that money, and he doesn't do anything about it. No. Now, I've heard that he does. he is involved in some stuff, but... Not to the capacity that he could be, you know, right. and the 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 good he could do if he actually like tried, yeah, instead of just running his fucking mouth. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, like that. That's what drives me nuts with all these like millionaires that are like, man, we need to do more for the poor people. It's just like yeah. you have so much opportunity yeah. to like do fucking things LeBron for the poor. James running yeah. his mouth. You know, I mean, it, it's the same type of. Th- the attitude, like the world owes them something, and even though they're at top of the world, it still owes them something. Yeah. Well, I had heard like during some player strikes that LeBron was kind of at the top of because he's the top mm-hmm. dog in the NBA. Um, like things weren't going the way he wanted, so he just got up and walked out and just kind of screwed over all these other players that are highly affected by this, but don't have right. the pull that LeBron James has. Yeah. He's just like threw a bitch fit and got up. He's like. 
It's like you don't care about the the other players that are just trying to right. make something. Yeah. You just care about yourself, and Absolutely. if it doesn't go your way, you're going to storm out. Mm-hmm. I Man, I hope this guy gets laughed out of the headlines for eternity. Oh, I hope so, too. Because I'm tired of seeing his name, and everything is so fucking out of touch every time he yeah. opens his mouth. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you, you got to go away. This is, yeah. like, you're not the voice for real people the black people yeah. anymore right like you thought you were but you're not now it, like once you start saying that this process to make millions of dollars yeah by choice like you put yourself in that position yeah multiple times yeah comparing that to slave drivers dude you lost everybody yeah you lost all your credibility in able to speak out about yeah. injustice period done yeah yeah and he didn't have to go, you know, you see these stories about these kids from in the hood, you know, and their only way out is to get into professional sports, yeah, right? Right. He was not like that. He came from a, a middle-class family. Yeah. He was adopted by a middle-class family, and so he had it pretty good. He didn't need to go into sports. I don't know. I, I He has no say left in anything in my mind. Like, yeah. He he's not a credible source no, anymore, especially for human injustices. Right. He opened his mouth a little too much, and now it's just like, well, yeah, yeah we're done with but that, you. You know, isn't that usually how it works? Though you give somebody yeah. enough of a, a stage, and eventually, the you know, they they fuck it up for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course, they let their own selfishness, mm-hmm. their own. Um, narcissism get in the way it's like well obviously i gotta speak out for the people because Mm -hmm. if i'm not the one the voice of this all these people are going to suffer this slavery yeah of the nfl and it's just like some of these people just need to remove themselves from the picture and it's like does the story still what you're trying to say is it still there if you pull yourself out of the picture because so many of them are like if i'm not doing it right the world's gonna fail it's like yeah no that that's just all you is all that is then right so let's let's move on. We we spent too much time on Halloween and uh which is fine because it's Halloween. Yes. Um we got a couple other things to talk about here. Speaking of being out of touch, I'm gonna kinda skip around a little bit here. You remember that whole shipping fiasco that's going on currently? Oh yeah, absolutely. Being out of touch. Biden hopes that fines on lingering cargo containers. <laughs> will ease the congestion at major U.S. ports. Yeah, it'll just fucking raise prices more. <laughs> Isn't that the solution for everything? It's like, any good crisis, tax it. Yeah. Throw taxes oh, yeah. at taxes, it. Taxes, fine it, whatever. That'll get know. them out of there faster. Right. And it's not. it doesn't say it's taxing the ships. It's taxing the containers. Like, who? so who's responsible? Is it the, the owners of the company shipping? Is it the shippers? Is it... The ports, like, who is right. being fined here? Yeah, right. Like, I don't yeah. know who the the containers belong to. But right. it says the administration is hopeful new fines imposed on carriers at the nation's busiest port complex will ease the intensifying logjam of cargo ships. That doesn't even make sense. No. <laughs> but when it comes down to, hey, tax it and yeah. we'll solve problems, then by that logic, yes, it makes 100% but, sense. It's like, oh, we're, we're way overworked, we're undermanned. We're we're working the best we can on this. Well, we're going to fine you then. Yeah, you better get working harder. <laughs> you better hire more people. The twin ports of L.A. and Long Beach will charge carriers $100 a day for each container lingering past a given timeline. So if you got got 1,000 containers, it's 100000 bucks. 100000 bucks per day. Yeah. 
The nation's knotted supply chain is bearing the brunt of surging consumer demand, high transportation expenses, crippling labor, labor shortage, overseas manufacturing delays, and trade policies, and inflation. That's a lot of things combined. That's quite a bit. Let's throw a tax on top of that. Biden administration is hopeful new fines at the nation's busiest port complex will abate the in intensifying logjam. The Twin Ports announced Monday containers moved by trucks will have nine days before fines start accruing, and containers scheduled to move by rail will have three days. So is that finding the truckers then, or is it finding the trains? Is it finding the right. – again? Yeah, I, it's I, not clear at all. In accordance with these deadlines, carriers will be charged $100 for each lingering container. The terminals are running out of space, and this will make room for the containers. Oh, yeah. That'll make a lot of space. Yeah, that I mean, what's his? I mean, his fucking um, was it? Uh, um, uh, transportation secretary is he still on paternity leave? Probably, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's he's has his like fake man breasts <laughs> yeah. on, and he's it's like milking his baby. Yeah. yeah. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters Tuesday that the administration continues to press on ways to address issues in the supply chain adding that Biden plans to discuss global commer commerce disruptions with the leaders of the G20 meeting this weekend, which is going on right now, by the way. Yes. Both ports are moving 19% more containers than at this point in 2018, which was the previous record, and the ports remain on target to outpace the previous record of 17.5 million containers processed in 2018. Earlier this month, the Biden administration unveiled a plan to run operations 24-7 at the ports of L.A. and Long Beach. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and I, I heard something about it. Which accounts for 40% of sea freight entering the United States in order to address bottlenecks, which I'm surprised the unions didn't throw a bitch fit. Oh, I'm sure. they got to be getting good money from the administration, oh, yeah. I think. It's probably in the infrastructure bill. They're probably right. getting some kickback. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we'll throw you in this if uh, you open those up right. so you don't make me look bad. While on-the-clock operations at the Twin California ports are expected to alleviate the backlog of container ships, it's far from solving the compounding issues impacting the global supply chain. It's not just fixing the ports. That's one component in a very long supply chain, said Awi Federgruen a production and supply chain management expert and professor at Columbia University Business School in New York. Hmm. Extending the work hours of the ports by some 60 hours and then shaving off 25% of the unloading time will not be the savior of the entire problem. There are several factors that are compounded to each other. It says, the nation's knotted supply chain is bearing the brunt of surging consumer demand, high transportation expense, labor shortage, overseas manufacturing delays, trade policies— and inflation. Well, isn't that all things the administration has control over? And contributed to by all these lockdowns yeah. and all this shutting down right. businesses and shit. Yeah. What's more, the approaching holiday season has intensified the situation and loosened public health measures and coronavirus vaccines point to larger celebrations this year compared to 2020. But no different than 2019. Right. Like, <laughs> why, why would this be any different? Yeah. They're acting like, oh, this is so unprecedented because yeah. uh, COVID's over. We, we thought people would be locked down still. Uh, we don't know what's it. happening. We haven't seen something of this magnitude in quite some years. The individual <laughs> consumer will feel enormous inflation together with not being able to purchase the goods if this persists, he added. I don't understand how—why are, are we buying more stuff? 
Right, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't see... Like, things are getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, things are opening back to mostly normal, not... I I just don't understand how they're saying, well, consumers are are purchasing like record amounts of shit like i haven't seen this i i don't know where this is coming from maybe it's just me i don't know yeah maybe i bet you i know what it is five hundred dollar tax credit every month right yeah everybody has an extra freaking five hundred dollars a month to spend on shit yeah so that's the case contributed directly from your government and Guess what? That's pulling people out of poverty, or like children, right. starving children out of yeah. poverty. No, they're just buying more shit on right. Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, look at the supply chain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like they put together this master plan to to save democracy from itself for the elections, right? They put mm-hmm. together this A team to to game plan and war game and all that, and they can't do the same thing to figure out how to do the supply chain because they don't care. They right. don't care. Right. It's not. It's not in their best interest. It's not in the best interest of Biden's plan to to alleviate it at all. Right. So. No, I mean, you fuck it all up, then you can turn it into whatever you want it to be. Yeah, you you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. And if you can create that crisis and control that crisis, then it's even better. Absolutely. Um, We talked about this being the weekend of the G20 summit. Apparently... Biden shows up, and like a good amount of the leader world leaders don't. That's because he's there. <laughs> well, it talks about because mostly because of like COVID restrictions right. and stuff yeah. like that. Because last year it was all virtual. This year was back to being in person, and a lot of these world leaders are like, eh, fuck that, we're not going. Yeah, right. So this says this is from CNN, and I mean that's got to look good on Biden. That's already. Like the laughing stock of the world, right. yeah. And then for him to show up, he's like, "Guys, I'm here." Yeah. Well, and, and this guy who you know is so strict with mandates and for right. vaccines and stuff, and but then he he he's goes the and one shows, that shows up. up. Yeah, exactly. This is when the leaders of the group of twenty assembled for their family photo on a blue carpeted riser. There were a few unfamiliar faces among the most powerful people on the planet, standing in for the absent heads of China, Russia, Japan, and Mexico. Those are pretty big, yeah, influences there. Where lower-level ministers dispatched in their place, a smattering of less than less well-known among some of the globe's most recognized they're, they're leaders. They're really expendable. Yes. <laughs> in some ways, this year's in-person G20 summit has a feeling of the world playing its second string. <laughs> and th- then Joe Biden's there, so he's part of that second string. <laughs> exactly. That's why they sent Joe Biden because they're not going right. to send in the first string. They're not going to send yeah. Obama there. Right. Or so. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to risk Obama. No, no, he's getting a COVID. Treasure. Several prominent leaders are remaining at home instead of traveling to the Eternal City for the yearly gathering. Among those who didn't attend are Chinese President Xi Jinping and Russian Pre- President Vladimir Putin, two counterparts who President Joe Biden desperately hopes to personally engage as he works to prevent already tense relationships I'm from sure. deteriorating further. I'm sure he was like, man, I really hope I run into the Chinese guy. <laughs> <laughs> or Vladimir Putin, I yeah. hope I can Oh, my see. gosh. Well, it's it, funny because it kind of goes into how this might be a good thing for him. Yeah. <laughs> says the reason for uh, Xi and Putin's absence at the G20 and a subsequent climate uh, summit in Scotland that starts Monday is ongoing COVID pandemic. 
Cases are spiking in Russia, and Xi hasn't left China in 21 months as the virus spread across the world. Visiting the G20 may also have subjected him to his country's quarantine requirements, which would have made attending an upcoming party congress meeting difficult. Still, the decision to forego one of the world's foremost diplomatic events only fuels the sense that Xi and Putin have become less concerned with global cooperation as their countries draw international condemnation for cyber attacks, military aggression, and human rights abuses. For leaders who have consolidated power dramatically, it was unlikely their underlings at the summits would be authorized to make important decisions alongside the heads of state. So it's basically like, yeah, fuck it, we're not going to do anything about this. This says, absence of Xi and Putin both helps and hinders Biden. White House officials insist that the absence of Putin and Xi, of course the officials have to come out and say, hey, this is a good thing, guys. Right. The absence of Putin and Xi at this weekend conference is not, in fact, a lost opportunity. Instead, they suggest the void has allowed the U.S. and European leaders to set the agenda and drive discussion on topics important to them, like climate and combating the global pandemic. So we're less concerned about uh, Vladimir Putin and Biden getting in a freaking scuffle, and we can actually get shit done, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, but on the other side of that, I mean— China and Russia, they don't give a shit about climate change. I mean, they don't. But it, it says specifically says here on every major yet on every major issue up for discussion, climate, COVID, and energy, supply chain clogs, Iran's nuclear ambitions, Western nations must work with Russia and China to make any significant pro- oh, sure. progress. So yes, they can talk about more shit that they want to talk oh, about. Yeah. But no, they're not going to be able to do jack shit without those two power yeah, players right. there to cast their votes. And or China it. and Russia know it. Yeah, and so, so they're just pretty much playing, yeah. like, controlling the event Absolutely, here. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll sit. Yeah. Uh, you. Yeah. Dro- put the coffee down. Yeah. I need you to go to... No, to- not there. Put the coffee... <laughs> yeah. Bring me the damn coffee. You know what? Just just go to the G20. He's <laughs> <laughs> that guy. It's yeah. that guy. It's that guy. Freaking, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Boris. Yes. Boris. Come here, Boris. <laughs> it's like, fucking Boris. I don't know. Every office has one. There, yeah, they do. So, do you think it's because of COVID? Do you think they both are kind of on shitty terms with Biden? They're like, "Fuck that, we're not going yeah. there." They can just, oh, I'm sure. they can just waste their damn time having their yeah. stupid conference, and they can't do anything. And right. we hold all the the cards that, here. That's it exactly. It's a power play. Yeah. So, I mean that that's that's how insignificant Biden and and the United States is with world events right now right it's like and biden's not a world leader you know he he build back better i mean he's following along with everybody else you know he's just uh chanting somebody else's quote that doesn't even come from his campaign so he's not going to set any new protocols it's going to be china and russia that's leading the way and they know it so they don't they're they don't need to be there shit they'll be like you know what we're gonna have our own summit and if you guys feel like it you can be there and everybody will be there kissing their ass so then he's got the the Glasgow summit, climate summit after this. Like so this is the Biden world after tour. This. This, yeah. So we got all these I thought the climate summit was the one that didn't we say that Obama was gonna go to? Didn't we say he yeah, was going I, there I, instead? Yeah. Well apparently it's Joe's going and he's showing up empty handed according to this. Yeah, Obama's Obama's like, no, 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 fuck that, Joe, you're going. <laughs> it's like I'm not putting my name on that. This one says Joe Biden's showing up empty handed to the climate summit. And here's why that's a good thing. <laughs> it says, President Joe Biden will leave for the United Nations Global Summit 
on climate change in Glasgow next week to seek an international deal to meet the goals of the 2015 Paris Agreement. The world must limit warming to well below 2 degrees Celsius compared to the pre-industrial levels, so the story goes, with a preferential target set below 1.5 degrees Celsius in order to stave off a man-made Armageddon. That's dramatic. Current trajectories, however, put the globe on path to warm 2.7 degrees Celsius by 2100. According to a UN, a new UN report out Monday released on in anticipation at the COP26 in Scotland, which stands for the Conference of Parties under the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change. That's a mouthful. Right. There's so many mouthfuls today. I know. The mess from this update is loud and clear. Parties must urgently redouble their climate efforts, warned Patricia Espinosa, the executive secretary of the convention, ahead of the 26th conference. Yet Biden will arrive with nothing to show by way of enhanced U.S. commitment after congressional Democrats failed to pass major legislation this month. We're not talking... We're not talking like the Republicans got in the way. Not even the Democrats could pass major legislation here. So when... They talk about, oh, the Democrats control the Senate Mm -hmm. and the House. Clearly, that means absolutely jack shit because even their own agendas aren't even getting accomplished. It says, even if the president promises to reduce emissions through executive order, the signal is clear. Biden possesses no legislative mandate and orders could be rolled back in three years as they were under President Donald Trump. Here's why it's a good thing Biden is showing up empty-handed. As the world got warmer, the world got safer. What? The UN was characteristically dramatic with demands the world must rapidly meet ambitious targets of net zero emissions to save the planet. But the world isn't ending. In fact, with the help of abundant, reliable energy, the world is safer than ever before. There's so many stories to like. Is it is it bad now? Are we about to burn up? Is it better? Is there more energy? Uh, it says, to pretend otherwise to justify sy- systematic change coerced through panic would itself prove catastrophic. Exponential growth and development for the past century powered by fossil fuels supplying cheap, dependable energy has turned a climate that's always been dangerous to one in which humans can flourish. So this is like going the opposite of climate change. I, I don't even yeah. want to get into all this. Right. This is our climate like change Like you said, it's episode. a totally different view. Yeah, this is saying... And I kind of understand what they're saying here. Mm-hmm. Through the use of fossil fuels, we can now live in like dangerously cold climates. We right. can live in dangerously hot climates. Right. Through, yeah, through we're more center. adaptable. I get what he's saying here, but I'm not going to get into no. the climate right. debate today. Like said, that's a whole. That could be a whole episode. I don't even know why this is in this article because the article was about him going with no mandates. Yeah, or, and and I think that's the important part. Is yes. That yes, he couldn't get shit done, not from the Republicans, but from his own party. He's gonna go there with his tail between his he legs. Yes, yes. And they're gonna laugh, laugh him out mm-hmm. of the freaking Glasgow and be like, "Look at this dumbass." He yeah. Remember when he came back and was like, "Other countries of the world are saying democracy is dying," and and they're they're basically talking shit about democracy because as fast paced as the world is moving right. today. Uh, we don't have time for all this legislative bullshit, right. so we have to have more of like a authoritarian type thing. And he's basically saying, like, he doesn't deny that. In right. that, he's all—he's basically like, uh, we got to get our shit together. Yeah, almost right. like saying, like, we got to stop like 
doing this whole legislative process. Yeah, you know, democracy right. is kind of holding us back here. Yeah. And that's how I feel like he's going to go there and all these author- more authoritarian uh, <laughs> countries are going to be like, yeah, well, just fucking tell them this is what we're doing. Right, yeah. Well, they can change that uh, during the next presidency. Well, tell them they can't do that during the... Like, yeah, right, yeah. Like, just make them not do it. Like, yeah. that's what... And they're just yeah. going to laugh at him and be like, yeah, be this like, guy can't even control his own country. Right, yeah, yeah. What, why are you leader of the free world? You Come still on. have <laughs> democracy? Yeah, exactly. Sucker. Dude, that was so 19th century, <laughs> yeah. man. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. That went out with the French Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're about out of time. We're at an hour. The other thing I wanted to mention was this one where Biden was talking about our next tactic for forcing the vaccine is counseling. Yeah, I you saw that. Counseling you to do as he said. I don't even want to get into this too much. Yeah. But all that sounds to me is re-educating. Yeah, and it's assuming that you don't, you can't make decisions on your own. Well, right. We just need to have bring you in and counsel you so you, you feel safe. He says, well, I think it's more, this Jen Psaki, I think it's more important for people to understand that the first step here is not firing or quitting. The first step is counseling. And sometimes there are alternative options as well. What are those alternatives? Be more specific here. Is that re-education? Is that brainwashing? Like what? In in concentration camps. Like we've, uh, we've already heard all of the reasons for why they think we should be vaccinated. What is counseling going to do? Right. Yeah. Besides maybe idle threats. Yeah. You go into the counselor's office like, um, you either do this here or you do this at that camp up the road. What, right. Which, yeah, which exactly. do you want here? Okay, I'll do it here. All right, cool. Counseling successful, guys. Yeah. Next. Next person. Right. Yeah. You either yeah. do it here or you, we go to the camp up the <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got like a 95% <laughs> turnover rate, rate yeah. here with our counseling. Yeah. So I don't want to get into that too much. I just wanted to point it out yeah. that there are other alternative options, yeah. such as counseling or re-education yeah, or, or threatening. Threatening or yeah. I mean, I, I've seen far-left people go as far as saying, hey, cut these people off from society. Right. Yeah. And I can't remember the guy's name. I was listening. I think it was on Tim Pool. Um, he was talking about this guy that's like this old-ass like college guy, but he's like a prominent liberal think guy. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, we'll just cut him off from civilization or from like yeah uh, whatever society yeah. right right get um, rid of, uh, uh, public services yeah and it, um they're like well then we got how do we worry about getting food to them and stuff he's like that's not our problem that's their problem and then tim pool's like what you got to realize is where the food comes from right. the food comes from the farmers yeah. the farmers are like 85 percent trump supporters who are probably 90 percent yeah more Better chance that they're not going to get vaccinated. Right. He, and Tim Pool was like, the bigger concern is how are they going to get the food to you? Because right. you should be the one concerned about that. Because all the truckers, like the majority of the truckers and the majority of the farmers are all yeah. Trump supporters, which usually means they're like right. less prone. To, even if they're pro-vaccines, they're less pro-mandating vaccines. Right. So, yeah. Right. So it's like. I think you need to be wor- more worried about where your food's coming from. Yeah, so, that's a good point. So, yeah, it was an interesting take on it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he, you know, he does have a point there. So I guess I guess then we got to look at these other alternative options here. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, whenever a government starts talking about counseling and, and educating, alternative, alternative, you yeah, know, it, 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 brainwashing, huge red flag. Brainwashing. Yeah. You know what 
public education's like. So oh, yeah, just imagine, right. um, imagine this kind of public education yeah. or government-funded yeah. educate re-education. Yeah, that'll and, be interesting. And, you know, and for me, there's no difference in Biden saying that than say Stalin saying that. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. Well. We got to get out of here. We got Halloween shenanigans to we do. do. Um, make sure you dress appropriately. Don't um, over-sexualize yourself I'll try in your Halloween to. costume. Yes. And, and make sure that loincloth is uh, historically accurate. I, I definitely will. I'll do my research. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. This has been an interesting definitely. one, obviously. We got to make it interesting. We had to. Next year, I guess we're going to have to um, dress up yeah, in costume. We'll have to do go big. Go big. We're, we have to. So... Yeah. Um, Check us out tomorrow night, every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be streaming live on YouTube. Not sure what we're talking about yet, but it's obviously going to be good because it's we're us. doing it. <laughs> obviously. We're not We're not doing it. No, no. We're doing the show. No, we're that, not that's do- Patreon members. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. You got to pay. <laughs> we got to get out of here. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We'll, we'll see you next time. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.